Hi, I'm Emma. This is Joe. Welcome to Wahine Wino's podcast. I still love that name so much. <laughs> we do. We are unedited and unscripted. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, it is Friday. We try and do one every Friday, but we may not. We don't know yet. Yeah. Well, we'll go every Friday. Every or Friday ish. for now. Ish. Ish. Um, but tonight we're drinking our staples, and it's kind of funny because really I feel like with alcohol, with certain drinks, I'm like, yeah, I have my reliable things that I always like, and you for sure do. So I just want to say, like, I'm drinking my Edna Valley, which is my favorite um, wine, white wine, Chardonnay. I think it's kind of underrated. I don't think too many people have heard it. It's my personal favorite. Edna Valley. Edna Valley. That's my favorite for our podcast. If I ever drank white wine, I would definitely do it, but I don't do white wine. So what are you drinking, Jenna? I am drinking La Marca. I, I like my bubbly. I really like bubbly. That that's my thing. Bubbly or you're red like wine. bubbly all day. I am. A bubbly. Don't they? They still that. You know they have like rosé all day. Yeah. Less popular, I think Chardonnay all day in my head. There you there go. There should be like bubbly all day. But because we, we are bubbly all day. Yeah. Well, except <laughs> for what we're talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna have such a bubbly podcast tonight. But yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. We're usually bubbly. We still are. Yeah. We can make it bubbly. But we're definitely always drinking bubbly. So we're, yeah, go. we're always drinking. <laughs> Except when we're working. We are responsible drinkers. Oh, yes. yes. We no don't drinking, do that. No drinking at school for me and no drinking in the office for you. No. God, no. <laughs> I'm completely sober when I am in my office. <laughs> Although I'm telling you, at some point way later in my career, I said this on a podcast before and I, I still hold true to it. Like, I want to be one of those people in my desk. Well, I guess I said this when I worked at my private school where I had my own office. Now I don't really have an office. I just have a desk in a room. Oh. I still want to have a bottle of booze at the bottom of the desk for like a bust out on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like after the kids are gone and be like, yeah, step into my office. Yeah, buddy. Would you like? But I feel like you need to drink like like whiskey for that. Like it would be weird. <laughs> you can't keep white wine in your desk. It would be disgusting. So yeah, you have to have well, like could try a both. bottle, like a brown bottle and be like, oh, you want to like have some whiskey or some... Have a little bar back there. Yeah. <laughs> my last year teaching, there will be a bar in my classroom. Oh, you know it. You know it. So, should we go on to our updates? Yeah, totally. Um, you want... Well, yours has... a. Well, no, I don't know. You want to go first? They're both kind of... Yeah, our updates are kind of lame, which is good. Yeah. I feel lame means like nothing special, nothing too tremendous, nothing uh, chaotic happened. So, my update is I just work, 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 work. Uh, and I barely surfed. I'm really sad about that. I did manage to get out today to surf, and I was trying to take a video of me trying. No, nah, it didn't work out. So anyway, <laughs> I did manage to find a little, a little bit of surf. I don't know. It was something. I paddled out, and there's always something so amazing about paddling out. I always feel bad for people that don't surf. Um, I always, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, get them um, to come to the dark side. <laughs> I don't think it's the dark side. I think it's too light for me. No. You know, what's funny is, um, you know, when we surf and I go surf, you know, we, there's, always, there's always the same kind of crowd that I go, we, we find because I go to the same surf spots. But one of the surf guys who's been surfing forever, he's one of the surf instructors too. He's like, oh yeah, it's those, the, you know, the, the, um, people always wonder what the fountain of youth is. If they only knew, all you got to do is surf. You don't got to spend millions of dollars. I was like, that's true. Except like, for all those leathery-looking guys that are watermen. You think so? But, you know, no matter what, it's like somehow surfers They might look, feel youthful, though. But I don't know. I Like, a lot of them still, like, when you ask how old they are, the leathery and everything, but they're still younger than, I mean, they're... Young at heart. 
I don't know. Maybe it is the energy, right? But I think it's an energy, right? I mean, anybody who's active, even if it's like surfing or whatever else they do, I think, I think being active, doing and like running, bicycling, anything that's physically active makes you much younger and more. True, youthful. it's a vitality. Yeah, yeah, I totally think that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Surfing is just ugh. I've had such a stressful. I don't know couple of months <laughs> apparently <laughs> it's been a couple of months that i just needed to paddle out today even though there wasn't really any surf but it was just it was nice so that's my update is working a lot trying to balance working a lot and kids and and me time and me time and about you em you have we had a special guest last week yeah we had a special guest and that was so awesome i'm so glad that he did that and was like willing to share his feelings with us i wasn't really sure like if if how he would be or if he'd want to be on it you know and so um, sincere and genuine and it was awesome i had so many awesome feedback about him you did i did i got a little too but not that much so i was like oh i think that was good but i thought they no no it was really good it was i thought he did great so yeah yeah well thank you for being our special guest mr d um yeah, so, I mean, he left on Thursday. Today's Friday. How Was are you doing? Right? He left Thursday morning. Yeah, yesterday yeah. morning. I had to drive him to the airport super early. Um, I mean, I'm fine. I think I'm fine this time because I'm going to go see him again in two weeks. Right. So, it's really a short... Two weeks to me is nothing. It's we've nothing. Done, we've done months. We've done two months. Like So, two weeks is, like, doable. Like, that's not the end of the world. Um, and we had so much fun, and we were, like, you know, just kind of, like, partying every night. And so, it's kind of, in a way, nice to have... Like, a little bit of, like, return to normalcy to some extent. Or I try to make myself think that at least. Like, I'm like, oh, now I'll just be my regular boring life, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I was really glad that he got to see what our life was is here on Maui because it's different. Our life on Maui is really, if you don't live here, I don't know, you know, I, I feel like there's all these, uh, I don't know, misconceptions about what it's like to live on the island. And until you, you, you really spend time with somebody that lives here, you, you, could, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah, and that was the best thing about it, actually, is because, um, you know, we talked about this last night, I mean last night, last week on our podcast, so I don't need to get into too much, but there are jealousy issues that occur being long distance. Yeah. And, um, and now there isn't. Him, yeah, basically without <laughs> him seeing what my life is really like, like, I think he was yeah. a little like, well, what are you doing when you mean you're, like, going out to the bar, to the right. brewery? And then once he saw it, he was like, oh, there's, like, three old men in the brewery. <laughs> he was kind of like, right? babe, I feel pretty good about, like... Yeah. what you do and right. I'm, not, I'm not too worried uh, you know and exactly like you know because um yeah you think maui oh my god surfer hot surfer dudes on the beach and all this and that you know and it's like okay sure there are there's a lot of them i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of eye candy but i think i talked about this in the past where it's like it's i'm almost desensitized to like to six packs and surfer dudes it's like okay yeah he's good looking and like body wise but it's like eh it doesn't do anything for me. Right. You know, um, so, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I don't know. I'm glad that he came to see that <laughs> Maui's different. Yeah, it's different. And, it's and like, and actually he said he wanted to come back. Yay! So, like, he wants to come back in August. So that was yeah, really yeah, a successful yeah, yeah. trip for me. I'm yeah. like, okay, you're willing to, like, actually revisit this as kind of like a second home to you and, like, be with me coming here when you can. Like, yeah. that's kind of what I wanted. And so... I'm really happy about that. Yeah, because now it's like, yeah, the threads, like once you understand, I mean, again, if you've never lived here, I mean, mm-hmm. just spend some time here on Maui and you'll see it's, um, it's beautiful. It's paradise. It's that yet there's this side too that you're, you're like, okay, I, I need more. Right. Or I want more. I want, and, and hence you, M and hopefully me 
wanting having that bicoastal is that bicoastal living what is it called not really because we're like we're not what is it called there's no coast involved in that situation i don't right? know you know well, there's coast because maui where you live like in like two different places West six coast. months here six months there i would love that yeah no me too and i'm working towards that for sure yeah um so yeah so that's my update. Oh, you know what? I realized on our in our Instagram, I had put some stuff on updates on like on, and I never updated on if you were watching our Instagram. But I figured just to be in integrity with what I've been putting on Instagram, yeah. I wanted to update what I said I was going to talk about an update. <laughs> One of them was me uh, with, with there's a picture of me going um, how much I love being mansplained to. At a oh bar. right, yeah. So let me explain that one. I don't know if you remember that incident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't really quite remember what it was, but I remember walking in and there's this guy mansplaining to me from what I could hear over the loudness of the bar of what 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 I was doing wrong about, I don't know, not picking up a guy or the a way I was smiling or I was too serious. He was trying to give you advice about how to pick yeah, up a man? Or like how I, what I'm doing wrong is I'm too, I walk in and I'm too serious mansplaining to me how it is I should be walking into a bar. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to pretend like I really value your opinion because you're drunk and I don't want to argue with you. So, yes, nothing better than being mansplained to. As soon as I walk into a bar, that's always fun. And I think there was one I said to like where I was wearing my dark glasses. <laughs> I was wearing my dark glasses because it's been a, it's been a long ass week. Yeah, it's just stressful, just stressful. I just wanted to just like, okay, you know, the dark glasses are awesome when you just don't want people to see your eyes or you don't I don't want to be seen <laughs> oh I'm so with you I know I need to update my glasses I'm always you see in the pictures on our Instagram too I'm always wearing like these crappy well for I won't buy expensive glasses anymore because I used to in my 20s go spend like a couple hundred dollars on Gucci and stuff like that and I don't do it because I always break them and lose them so I'm like I don't want to do that but I buy cheap ones and then I'm like okay the ones I have right now I'm so over they're like pink and I'm I need I need an upgrade in sunglasses now we gyms I know. I just, if I do that, though, I just have to be like, okay, there's something I need to treat with care and put aside. Yeah. That's my problem is I tend to throw my glasses everywhere. Like, I have, like, eight pairs of glasses when you walk in, just cheap glasses on that thing because I throw them in the car. I throw, throw them in my purse. So maybe you shouldn't so get expensive Yeah, that's why I don't. Then. But I, just, okay, I need never mind. cuter ones for sure. Well, okay. Well, Maui problems. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. All right. So our topic tonight BDSM. BDSM. If you don't know what that is, you should Google it. Because <laughs> we had to. <laughs> um, well, and so, and actually, okay, so our, our, our title's a little bit of a tease because we're not actually talking about, like, bondage, dominatrix, um, SM? SM. I know, I just realized I didn't Google it for <laughs> I feel like you just called me on it. I'll Google it right now. We're terrible. But for us... What BDSM is for our topic is M. How about you start what our BDSM is? Wait, hold on. Bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission, sadomasochism, and other related things. Holy shit. So I was right. It was basically, it's about, it's about like dominating and bondage. It's, I get it. Like it's. It's like the, yeah, I, no. I, I, there's a part of me that is into a slight bit of this. So like, Absolutely. it's like, I like it. Like, it's like the domination, the, do, um, oh my God, I feel like I'm freaking Teresa Judice on the <laughs> fucking show I keep watching. I haven't watched that. The oh Real Housewives. Yeah. It's so dumb, but I just, sometimes I just like to watch really dumb things. No, me too. Stress. And I, now I'm like, I'm like flubbing around with words. 
So um, back to BDSM. BDSM. Okay. So uh, that that relationship, like being dominated or whatever. Um, yeah. No. There's. I think. I feel like there's a or place, submissive. There's definitely a place for that in 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 the bedroom. I told or wherever you're at. <laughs> That's what BDSM is, right? It's wherever a, yeah. you're at. No. There's definitely a place for that, and it's it's um it could be fun. Though I have to say, I'm gonna admit that's really not my deal. No. No, not too much. I don't know. It's a little too much for me. I'm kind of like I'm definitely not vanilla, but. I don't know. It's a little too much for me. <laughs> well, I don't think I would break out like the like whips and chains necessarily. I tried it you once. You know what I mean? Oh, I I have some stuff in my bedroom. <laughs> not gonna lie, but that's not what I normally do. Um, but yeah. I actually I just I like the I, I like the um, idea of like being dominated and being submissive in a different way. I totally agree. You like know, but in the bedroom, right? Not, exactly. Not at all outside of the bedroom. Yes. Just in the bedroom. Absolutely. I, and I like to be the submissive one. For the record, I'm the submissive, not the dominant. I don't know. I'm the opposite. I was <laughs> Definitely. Your face when I said I'm the submissive, you were like, oh. I'm like, no, give me the the whips. Give me the chains. I will do it. (laughs) But though I'm not. Well, if you want to borrow some, I have some weird things in my room. I'd first have to find a person. (laughs) I don't think my womanizer would like that very much. (laughs) She might be jealous. My womanizer. Oh, girl might be jealous. I love her. (laughs) It's a her, so I guess, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that right now, actually. I feel like only a her could do the things that the womanizer does. Can you like, start tagging Womanizer for a post, by the way? Oh, my God. Totally. If you don't know what the Womanizer is yet, um, go find out because it's... Oh, my God. And we, we, we've, are, we've said this many times. We're trying... I mean, we're joking, but seriously, we should try to get sponsored by the Womanizer. <laughs> we freaking talk about that thing, like, every episode. And do you know that I have gifted that to a lot of people, by a lot of women, by the way, who are now very appreciative and are, I don't know, more satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only sex toy that's like that that I can that I know of. Yeah. No, it, it keeps me going. <laughs> it's like, yes, self-care. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this some more later. Yeah. Okay, All right, so BDSM. We went, we, yeah, because we totally went on a tangent here. I mean, but a good tangent. I think that was fun. It's relevant. But because we don't want to, like, now be, like, disappointing. But our BDSM is not really actually the bondage dominatrix <laughs> that other shit i looked up it's not that i know whatever that but is. we but the things that we want to talk about we put the acronym the same because we're actually talking about bondage demands stress and me time yay bdsm bondage It'll still demands. be interesting yeah because i feel like our listeners can relate yes um so, so B- but yeah, if you straight up at this point thought you we were going to just talk about BDSM and that's all you wanted to hear, it's your cue to end the podcast and listen to us next week. And yeah, maybe we'll do that next time. We'll actually talk about BDSM. But then well, that give actually, us feedback. But then that actually means I'd have to try it out first to have something to talk about it. Assignment <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I know, because I would never do that here. So Chicago, <laughs> here I come. Oh my God, if I were going to do BDSM, I would do it here because I'd want, wait, if I was going to be the, only if I was going to reverse roles and be the dominant one. I'm the dominant one. Um, I feel like now I'm like, wait. I well, you, you're, you're the, you're the, There's some people I would like to dominate. That's all I was getting at. I'm like. <laughs> 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 anyway. Okay. okay. Watch out Chicago. <laughs> um, all right. So our first, our first B in BDSM for us is bondage, but more in the kind of probably um, emotional. emotional. There you go. Two yeah. great minds thinking alike. That's emotional right. kind. Right, 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 right. So kind of like what, what, what do you feel like bond, you know, you're in bondage for, like, you know, like with that you're stuck with that bonds you to things that 
Yeah, because bonds right now, for me, what I'm coming up with is could be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, because a bond is nice. Like, you right. and I have a bond. Yeah. But that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about bondage. Bondage. Which is like you're Chains. Stuck. You're in chains. Yes. Like you're like... Yeah. yeah, so for me, without getting too much into it, I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind is um, my relationship with my mother. <laughs> I mean, I love her. She loves me. But Said I, most women at least maybe a hundred times in their life. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like, you know, oh. the mo- mother-daughter relationship is always so fucking complicated. It's so complicated, yeah. So fucking complicated. And, like, I have three daughters, so I know that my relationship with them is also complicated. They'll probably feel the same way about me as I feel about my mother. You know, it's it's tough. Which is, like, a bad... Like, I think about, too, I'm like... Um, I'm not. I'm not saying this to knock my mom at all, but we were. I've said this before. Like we were, we were not super close, and I'm like, oh, I want to have a closer relationship with my daughter. Me, yeah, but, yeah. But you know, yeah. I don't want her to think of me how like I like I not, you know I don't really talk to my mom. I don't really. I see her on vacation and stuff, but like we don't individually ever connect, and I definitely don't want that. And so I feel like for a lot of people though, they don't want to be like their mothers, right? And then right? when you are a mom, it's kind of hurtful to know that your child is probably most likely going to grow up and strongly not want to be like you. Totally. I mean, for both of us, for anybody, any oh. mother, whether you're. Whoever, I mean, you like that's a real thing. They're, your kids are probably going to want to go in an opposite direction. Yeah, and you know, I feel like yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> the bondage with my mother, like I talk about my dad often in this uh, podcast about how much I love him. I couldn't live my life without him. This and that, which is so true. And with my mom, I never really talk about her. <laughs> well, you know, no, she obviously raised me well enough to be the woman that I am. So that is amazing. She gave me enough, good enough mothering where I can be the success, successful woman and a loving person that I am because of my mother. And so that I truly appreciate and love her for. But I don't know, maybe it's because as moms, we don't really want our daughters to grow up and be away from us. You know, there's, oh, totally. there's so many things. I don't, you know, this is kind of... And right now they're young. And so we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you, we still have control. Like they're still in our realm. But right. I'm so scared when, when yeah. my daughter gets older and is like out of the house. Yeah. So, yeah. See, so for me, the bondage part is with my mother where I, I can't be too close because I feel I, I immediately turn into that little girl again. I'm like, ah! I don't want to be her. I'm 45 years old. You know, I don't want to turn into an eight-year-old or whatever. So I try and stay away. <laughs> I mean, I love her. She loves me. It's just, it's, that's just the typical, I feel, relationship with mother-daughter relationship. It's complicated. We can do like three shows in that psychologically, We did one before honestly. Smothers and Daughters. That was more about us. Yeah. No, but it was about our moms too. Yeah, I feel like we should do more so you can really get in, delve into the psychology behind it. It's really fascinating. Yeah. I think that'll be a future topic and there's a few. This is going to be kind of an overall like of uh, these couple items but I think some of them might spin up into the actual topics later. Yeah. So for you, bondage for you, M. Okay, so my biggest thing that I think that I just feel like uh, is... Um, the relationship of co-parenting mm-hmm. with my daughter's dad. I will piggyback on that later, yes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not here to, like, slam him, although he sort of deserves it. But I'm not going to do that. Like, that's not really the point, other than little subtle hints. Not so subtle hints. <laughs> Digs. But I'm done with that. Okay, done. That- but the main thing is that, um, you know, because I'm no longer with the person that I had my daughter with, We've had to be co-parenting for years. And I think no matter what, when you're co-parenting, and people, I I meet people and they're like, oh, we're awesome co-parents. Like, that's amazing to hear. And maybe those two people are very selfless and can kind of like 
parents in a way that really focuses on the child. But I think for most people that are co-parenting, there's issues and problems that, you know, are hard to overcome and deal with. And, you know, for me, that's my biggest thing. Like in an honest, in my world, like I'd rather, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest, I'd rather have my daughter to myself and just do my own thing. And, you know, dealing with him all the time and having to make, we don't really have to make decisions together so much, but like just negotiating and figuring out like, you know, pick up times and drop off times and, um, you know, dealing with his kind of negative behaviors towards me, you know, it's just a lot. And it, that makes me feel bonded, um, bondaged. 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 I'm just making up all sorts yeah, no, of Yeah, no, totally right. Not bonded. You're totally yeah, right. Not, yeah, because I'm like, I'm not bonded to No, him. no. Um, and, you know, like, for me, I have, my custody personally is like, I have 80%. So I do have some freedom with that. I have legal guardianship. But um, it's still like, we can't just move. Right. You know, and I guess even though I'm, I'm fine where I am, I don't even feel like I need to move. I think to know that I can't just move without going to like a huge court battle makes me feel very trapped, Mm -hmm. you know, more so just, it's like, you just want the freedom to be able to move. If you thought that was the best thing to do, like, I want to be able to be like any, you know, like most adults and go, okay, the best decision for me is we move somewhere else. And I can't do that because of the custody arrangement. Because of the bondage. You know, and same thing with like our, you know, our shared time, like when we do follow our schedule or whatever, um, you know, it's like, oh, like this weekend, my daughter's having this really fun weekend at a hotel, but it's his weekend. Mm. And he's given us a lot of grief about it. Like, why does it have to be on my weekend? Blah, blah. And I'm like, because that's when her friend invited her. That's when her friend has the room. It's not like her friend was trying to do this. Her friend doesn't have to like follow our custody schedule. You know what I mean? Right. So I just feel like a lot of stuff like that. I think that is my biggest thing where I feel like I don't have freedom in my life. There's almost any other thing in my life that I'm totally like, I could change it. Like yeah. with teaching, which I want to get into another podcast too about situation of teaching in Hawaii the dire situation of teaching in Hawaii but like um you know I feel like oh I could change I could change careers I could do something else or in my personal life with like relationships like if I wasn't happy I would work on it or I would do something else but with that situation it's very that's the one that I just feel completely like stuck yeah you know with like lack of freedom and things like that well, I have to, like I said, I was going to piggyback on that too. That mine is my mother and then my ex. We try our best to co-parent, but at the end of the day, we are co-parenting because we have different views in life. You know, our marriage fell apart because ultimately we believe different things in life. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it shows when you co-parent, it, that's the toughest part is he's got his, his understanding of the world and I have my understanding of the world. He's not going he's, he's to change my understanding. I'm not going to change his Right. But yet we're there's bondage between us of like we have three daughters and even though it's so interesting yeah we, we we both want the same things for our daughters we want them to be the best humans we want to care for them but we want to love them can I just say something that's sure. that's part of the problem too is people always say well we want the best for our child but what is the best in each person's opinion but that's I what feel I'm like saying. that's where it goes wrong with the, the co-parenting like the, of course the, yeah. you want the best but that's the bondage yeah. part right because like I was saying is like he's got his own world view and I have mine as in I I can attest and you guys are no longer a team no no because because of because yeah we I don't know somehow anyways it doesn't matter I mean I mean not that you're not a team as a co-parent but like you're no longer the no we don't believe the same thing in life we and when you were married you were a team yeah one now like I'm just saying for anyone being a co-parent right like those two island I mean those two people are doing their own thing yeah even if it's a really good situation or not you know we try our best I have to say we both are trying I, I have to give him that we're both trying to really make it so uh, as peaceful as possible but 
at the end of the day, we have such different worldviews yeah. that um, this it becomes a bondage. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to like, oh my God, I've got 10 more fucking years and I don't have to deal with this. And I know he probably feels the same I'm on way. seven. Fuck you. I got, <laughs> I, got, I got 10 more years, you know? Seven more years on this Sunday. No, I have 10 years. I have 10 years. Yeah. That's a long ass time. It is. You know, but that's a decade, but it'll fly. But, you know, and I, I was thinking about that today because this bondage was really weighing me down. I think this is why the podcast came in to play because we do try to talk about stuff that's relevant for what's happening in our lives and this week as part of my update I've really been kind of down and it has been a lot because of this bondage thing that I've been going through and maneuvering life with this bondage knowing that I can't just I can't just check out you know it's, it's just not it's just, you just can't you just can't as a mom it's just not who I am, all this other stuff. But anyways, there's this bondage thing that I still have to live through. Live through. <laughs> well, it's also like funny in a little, not funny, but kind of funny, not funny. I think that for sing, us single moms out there, sometimes, you know, everyone's like, oh, I think every parent is like, wow, my kid's going to be 18 one day and maybe they're super excited about it. Like they're going to graduate and be this great person. They're going to um, be just out of my hair or whatever you think about your kid turning 18. But um, I think when you're co-parenting, and in my situation, like, we, we do not co-parent well. So, like, I just, I feel bad, but some of my daughter turning 18 is mostly overshadowed by the fact that at 18, she's in charge of herself and her legal rights. And I'm like, and I won't have to. That's ex- I would have no reason in the world to communicate with him. That's exactly what I was saying. About day-to-day stuff no, anymore. And I can't exactly. not wait. That's exactly what I was talking about. And I know he feels the same way, you know, like. I don't have to deal with this stuff that, you know, I don't, I don't care about what you believe and you don't have to care about what I believe because it doesn't matter because we we're not attached. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's the bondage can be cut once my youngest turns 18. I'm like, fuck yeah, I am going to, as much as I'm going to throw a party, it's going to be a glitter party. I don't know why I just thought about that. It's a glitter party. When my youngest daughter turns 18, everybody. <laughs> I'm not coming to a glitter party. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. it's always a fucking glitter party in first grade at some point. And I have glitter in my hair no, from 2011. Gonna, it's going to be a sexy glitter party. No. I'm going to be, what's 10 years from now? <gasps> I'll be 56. No, no glitter for me. Whatever. <laughs> You're going to do it. You're actually, I'm just going to do so it. 10 glitter. years from now, everybody, we're all going somewhere and we're all going to have Spring a glitter, glitter party. Or, or you could just come to any first grade or kindergarten classroom on a Friday afternoon and be covered with glitter for free. Ah. <laughs> so that's our B for bondage. That's our B, yeah. And then D. D, demands. Uh. What kind of demands do we feel are on us? You go. Well, I think we agreed. We, we always do a little, you know, talking before, and we agreed on this. I think the demand to be a perfect mom um, is probably my, that's my hardest, right? And I think for both of us, and then there's added demands when you're a single parent as well. Yeah. But I think, like, the demand of being perfect, and I trust me, by perfect, I don't mean, like, I'm not, I actually, okay, I am on the, the PTO for my daughter's school. Mm-hmm. I do volunteer. But, like, I'm not, like, some crazy, like, I'm going to make, like, gluten-free, nut-free cupcakes for the whole class. Like, I'm not, I think people, I'm trying to think if I should say this. I think people who make cake pops, I'll say it nicely, are fucking crazy. Like, I'm never going to make a cake pop. I think that's delicious and crazy. Nicely. Is that me? <laughs> Oh, I was going to say something different. <laughs> I don't think that was nice, but all right. That was the nicest I could say. I'm sorry. That was the nicest M could say. Hey, that was the nicest I don't make that shit. I buy it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about people who make cake pops for their cake, oh my God, cake pops for like a, a child's birthday. I'm going to do that just to piss you off. 
during my glitter during party. Glitter party. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years from now, you bitches are gonna help me make my cake pops. <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah. So go make them with like alcohol in the middle. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, mm. that's what then I'd be so like, So when you, okay, that when you so bite into your mouth, it just pops. Mm-hmm. It like just oozes with alcohol. You gotta get something mm. for your buck out of making those damn things. Just ooze with alcohol. Oh my god, my mouth's watering already. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think like just, but it's, so it's not like actually being perfect in my mind is like the perfect clothes, the perfect hair kind of like, I feel like there's a lot of satires on TV and in movies about like the perfect mom. It's That's that, so mean! But I think, I think it's just like <laughs> trying to like make like, you know, Make all the things, do all the things for your kid that are expected of really two people to do, right? Right, no. And you're just doing it yourself. And um, I don't know, I just feel like it can be overwhelming. But anyway, you said you like the perfect hair, perfect. Well, no, like for me, I think that it's not just a mom thing. It's kind of just carried over in my lifetime where I, I was groomed to be perfect. Not that I am. I don't, I don't feel like I am. It's actually a fucking curse that I, you know, and the bar keeps, it's, see the whole perfection thing, the bar is, it's a moving bar. Right. <laughs> so you never really hit perfection. No, of course not. No. Nobody can ever be perfect. No, it sucks actually, but it's moved on to my, me as a parent, as a single mom, trying to be perfect and really letting go uh, of that, uh, of that, what our idea is, because I know it's self-imposed. You know, it's, it is. Yeah. The idea of perfection is so self-imposed. Like when I just blurted out, no one can be perfect. Like I'm like, I say that to my first graders, but like there are kids even in first grade that like come in with this idea of perfection for themselves. It is self-imposed all the time. Always. I mean, okay. Sometimes there might be some parental pressure pressures, but like generally that, that feeling that you have to be perfect is a, a lot of the time you know, a self-imposed thing, and that's sort of a self-imposed um, punishment. No, it's it's horrible. And I think you know, um, the, the, going back to my own childhood of where that comes from, because as a therapist, everything is because of your childhood. True. Honestly, I can bring it back to your childhood. But for me, it's because um, I can blame it <laughs> on being a pageant baby. Um, you know, I, I was in these fucking pageant since I could remember and uh, so it's like this whole thing idea of perfection you're supposed to look perfect answer the questions perfectly walk perfectly smile perfectly blah 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 blah. and so now not not I just I don't despise that I actually enjoy that about what you know there's the the gold in the shadow in that is I, I I do enjoy looking nice makeup all this stuff I enjoy doing all of that but yet there's this uh, there's this pressure I am aware of this pressure to be perfect as a mom and I have to be aware and really check myself and going no 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 to that voice that says I have to be perfect but hold on perfect as a perfect looking mom or perfect as a perfect all of the above all of the above yeah no perfection is about the whole thing (laughs) oh okay yeah but like really perfect okay when my daughters are having issues I have to I have to address it perfectly or you know my just all of that like like cleaning the house it has to be perfect and just really letting go of what that is in my mind and really fighting my own mind in that and what is reality? I don't want to be bond. That's another actually in- internal bondage that I have that I'm working on in this idea of perfection. So, yeah, the demands that I put on myself and I feel, uh, and I don't know. I feel like, honestly, though, I don't just put it on myself. I feel like um, the, some people in my life, I feel like that, that that's also expected of me because that's kind of what I've always delivered. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been like that good girl where, okay, I'm going to, 
I followed the line. I graduated high school. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I was you got four point blah, 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 blah. I did the whole college route, master's degree, blah, blah, All of it. I did it all perfectly the way it was supposed to be done. But that was all demanded of me by the outer forces. And I feel like it's still present. You totally. I, yeah. I so agree with that. Um, as far as demands, like growing, well, it's kind of like, well, you said go back to your childhood. What is expected of you as a child? And what, yeah. if like, in my case, I don't really feel like I did what was expected. I mean, and it's been a long separation for me because my entire family is basically attorneys and they all stayed in the same neighborhood in Chicago. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in Hawaii. I'm out here like doing something different. And it, because it's different feels like a failure sometimes in my mind like it's hard it's hard like I go back and forth and I'm like oh I'm like this loser that's out here you know but then I'm always but then I think about it like but it's not because I couldn't be in Chicago like I could easily be in Chicago Mm -hmm. in fact I'd make double my salary in Chicago I just found out last night but um you know like I uh yeah when you deviate from that expected path you gotta really you gotta really stand your own ground and be like no what I decided was good for me and I think when I I knew I wanted to like deviate but I wasn't really like as confident in, in being like, this is the best choice. And I had a lot of, like, stress about, like, did I really make the best choice? Maybe I'm totally fucking everything up, um, you know, but then kind of, like, I'm wor- I'm working on it, and I'm definitely pretty happy with it now, and, you know, so, I don't know. I feel like the, the demands and the expectations from our upbringings are a lot. Yeah, it um, follows through, right? As, as in, it follows us, in, for me, it's followed me into who I am as a single mom. So now there's this expectation of who I, what a single mom is supposed to look like. And it's re, there's this demand of what that is. And it's really part of the stress that I was feeling this week, now that we're speaking. There's this, I, I felt the demands from, I don't want to name names, but, you know, it's just, yeah, I felt, because I've always delivered. But right. and, and, and I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I delivered with a lot of fucking stress. Like, I wish I didn't deliver. I wish I could just Oh, relax. yeah. And that's our next topic, and I'm, like, the same way. Like, Yeah. But I feel like there's a little more in this yeah, we could. Part. Yeah, so we, we could keep going because now we have the S. Should we just move on? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, wait, I just want to touch on one thing. Go. Okay, just this one thing. So the, the single, you said the single, what someone looks like or expects is a single mom. Yeah. Okay, so for me, I actually think that I I put the expectation myself that I need to do both in my situation. So I don't necessarily think of like, oh, I need to be a certain way as a single mom. I think I got to be this parent. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I'm missing my co-pilot. So I still have to do the same job with just me that everyone else does with two people. Right. That's my, that's just, I just want to say that because like, that's my demand on myself. I don't really care about like, what should a single mom look like or what should this be for a single parent? I think like, it's this thing and you're missing, you know, half the team. And so it's just a lot with like pickups and drop ups and, you know, like just getting everything done that you need to do on a daily basis without any support or your kids having a meltdown. You don't have like that person to back you up to like, yeah. you know, so that's, um, well, I think I can self-disclose. I think for me, like the demand comes with, cause my mother was also a single mother and um oh yeah and that but then she got remarried so how long was she a single mom before for she the married? the most primary part of my life from okay. from birth to six years old i was my she was a single mom yes yeah, so you have a whole take on that oh yeah it's a whole it's so now now there's this expectation of how i'm supposed to behave as a single mom okay for and then we, we that makes to, so much more sense to me right with the whole bondage thing with my mother right that we were talking about earlier where there's this expectation of how i'm supposed to behave because that's how that's how she behaved and 
I am so I'm hoping to be different from my mother, but I know I'm a lot like my mother, which I'm okay because my mother's my she's great in a lot of ways. But I want to be me. <laughs> Whatever that is, right? And right. um so but she there's this demand of what a single mom is supposed to look like and 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 really trying to figure out what my idea of what that is. It's just a, a role. It's not who I am. It's part of who I am. It's not, not my entirety of me, but there's this yeah. demand from certain people that that is the entirety of me is I am just a single mom. And it's really hard. It's hard to break through that because, yeah, on my own, I, I, I want to, I'm more than that. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah, anyway, so that there's a lot of demands I'm, I'm still working through. <laughs> All right. Should we got serious. Stress. So the, uh, oh, stress. Oh God. Because I feel like it, like these demands and stress, they're very related, they're right? So like, it's a continuity. Like, it's a continuity for sure. But okay, the first thing I want to start with, because I feel like I cut you off before, is you said no. something about like I always meet the demands. You said something like, like I always meet the demands put on me. Oh yeah, I've always. Okay, so when we're talking about stress, like me too, like I like I feel like when somebody asks me to do something or puts out on me, I will always, always meet it, which I've learned for me creates a lot of stress and is probably not worth it. And the, like the biggest thing I have to work on too is just uh, maybe at some point being comfortable with not meeting the demands put on me and just being yeah. like, kind of fuck it. <laughs> like I'm not going to do this because um, sometimes when there's a lot of stress, whether it's like job relationship, I mean, like so many different things like do, with your with your child or whatever that... Um, you know, it really, it, it takes, it comes with a huge personal cost, like with stress. Um, and so, you know, the, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think the demands cause the stress, right? Absolutely. And, um, and, and both of us, it sounds like we both feel like we both will meet any demand, right? But for me now, I'm kind of learning that um, I don't always need to do that. And in fact, the personal cost that comes with meeting those demands is sometimes too much. Like I look back at my in my past of dealing with stress where I'd be like up all night stressing about something, not sleeping and I'm still trying to function with my life. And then guess what? I'm like angry and irritated the next day because I didn't get enough sleep. And like, I'm not being able to cope with what like little things are thrown at me all because I'm trying to meet a demand. Right. So now I'm just kind of like, if I can re let go of an, un- if I can let go of an unreasonable demand and you've said it to me before and be more of a no person instead of a yes <laughs> person, I think that would alleviate a lot for me. And I think I've gotten better at that and it has, but, um, yeah, you have, you've gotten better at it. Like, yeah, like I'm a no person on the surface. <laughs> yeah. Like if I don't know you and you're, a, yeah, I, I can easily like just say no. But yeah. for me, the yes part of me, you know, it's that little girl in me that wants to please mom and dad and, oh, you know, the people close to me. I want to make you happy. And that's what makes me, I, I feel also it's a golden shadow. It's I'm very loyal and I I, I, I do. I, I, I try to be there for the people that I really care about. And at the same time, it's it causes a lot of stress because I want to be perfect. And again, internal shit happening for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it does cost me, it, 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 there's stress in that. And this, this whole, like, I don't know, what, two, two months since we got back from vacation. <laughs> I didn't even know it was two months, by the way, <laughs> because I was so stressed out because I was really trying to meet everybody's demand that I feel was demanded of me, but maybe it's not even true. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I'll have to look into that because uh, sometimes, you know, our minds just kind of play these tricks on us, but oftentimes, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I have, you know, the stress, the, de- the stress of, of being a single mom, having my own business, being a therapist, 
and I love every you know there's there's so many good things about that but on the flip side there's so much stress to maintain I mean if I choose to look at it as stress at least you know to to maintain the the integrity that I want to have in my life there there can be stress in that Oh my god, yeah. I feel like there's so much with that, like taking on that. So I have a question for you. I've always wondered this about stress. Like, for stress for me is very debilitating. Like, and it's a lot before because it like led into like anxiety attacks for me, which I've gotten a grip of recently. So it doesn't anymore so much. But like, sometimes I look at people, and even people who are telling me they have a problem, like they're like, "Oh, this is so stressful," or "This is upsetting." And, like, sometimes I'm like, what is that? Like, I wonder, like, what does that feel for you? Like, I know specifically what it feels like to me. Like, it feels like no sleep. Like, maybe, you know, like, smoking or drinking excessively or something. Like, there's, like, and there's there's something that will, like, kick in. My stomach hurts. And I'm like, mm. oh, I'm going to go do this now. But, like, what does stress feel like for you? Good question. Like, for me, and that's what, you know, stress is so individualistic, right? Yeah. But I always wonder about that with people when they tell me they're upset. But I'm like, but you're not... Because like, I, I judge it from what I would do. I'm like, mm. but you seem fine. Right, right, right. Well, well and, and that goes into because I love to put makeup on. I love to look pretty. I love to do all this shit because I just do. I enjoy that. Because in my past life, kind of diverting, I really wanted to be a makeup artist. FYI. Nice. <laughs> but but I, that didn't happen. I went to college instead because I wanted to please everybody. <laughs> but, but what, it, not like, well, how do you cover it up? But what does it actually feel for you? So like, stress, in your body? no, no. Stress for me feels like, like I was today. To do this podcast, I was late. I'm ungrounded, and I'm always on time. M knows this. If, yes, if, and sometimes early. We've already covered this. Yeah, no, like I'm like <laughs> if I'm like they were known for Filipino time. That's not me. Like I'm like ten minutes early. I'm always that. But when I'm yeah, you are. I am. That's just who I am, and I don't mind it. But when I'm stressed out, I'm late, and I just I feel ungrounded, and I don't know. It just I don't feel. I, I don't feel settled in my skin. I might even have stomach aches. It's just, yeah, and, and I can't really eat. That's a main thing. I when, Oh, because that's a big thing. Some people eat a lot when they're stressed. Some people don't eat. I cannot eat anything when I'm stressed. Yes. I'm totally oh, no. a no, 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 no. I'm not right. having like an ice cream or some weird, crazy fat. No. Food. I'm actually not that either. Like what, or I, I have these breakup diets. It's amazing. Like as soon as, if, if there's ever a breakup, I lose like 10 pounds in 24 hours. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a meth head without the meth. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how stress looks for me. Like, that's extreme stress. Like I can literally go for one week with maybe seven hours of sleep. Oh, God. And I've done it. I've done it in the past several times, unfortunately, because I have a broken heart. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, I, me no sleep is such a train wreck. No, I, but I, I usually only sleep four hours a night anyways. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, give me 10. No, I can't. And nap. I wish I don't sleep, and it's fine. My body just—I just don't sleep. It's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just don't like to sleep. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like each to their own. I was—I've just always been curious about that because, like, in so many different situations in my world, like, you know, my friends tell me they're upset about something, but it's hard for me to rate how. I, I this is just a weird thought, but like, how for me to figure out how how much is affecting them unless I, if they don't show me the same signs that I do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you come over and tell me you should be stressed, but you're, like, totally fine eating and drinking and carrying on and you want to go out, like, I'm like, oh, it must not be that bad. But I, I just want to relate to it better because I've learned that, like, exactly, like, everybody exhibits the way that they are stressed in totally different ways. And it really fascinates me because I think that... You should in, do a whole show innate Yeah, I know. Okay, I'll wrap it up. But I think just innately, like, stress to me is, like, 
um, it's uh, a thing that like you kick in to defend yourself. Like when I'm stressed, that's what I feel like my body's doing. My body's sure. like, oh my god, and I'll have adrenaline. I oh, I can't sleep when I'm stressed. Like so, I be four hours like you when I'm stressed. Like then <laughs> that's I'm my like regular. this adrenaline. <laughs> like I'm so stressed, I gotta like do this and do that. You know, it's just interesting to me how everybody's different. Isn't know? it awesome? Yeah, I know. Stress is, is, yeah, let's do a whole three shows on that. Okay, but I guess we'll move on because we don't have that much time. M? Okay, the last one is our me time. Yay, my fave. Yeah. We're going to end on a high note. We're going to end on a high note, which I'm like, since we just came off stress, so like, let's talk positively about like how you manage stress in your life. Easily. Everybody knows this. If you're listening to podcasts, I surf. Okay. And I meditate. So I, 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 I surf and I meditate first thing in the morning. I have to. Although it's been kind of off lately, but now I know why, because I've been stressed out. But I still wake up at 4 fucking 30 in the morning. Good. I know, right? And I sit for an hour. I'm like, that would cause me stress. Don't you be up at 4.30 in the morning? That is stressful. No, it's like, you know, even on weekends, like my eyes will pop open at 4 in the morning going, oh my God. And I try to go back to sleep. And sometimes I'm successful. But generally, I don't know. Anyways, but I, 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 me time means... I do my routine. I have a set routine. I'm very set about my routine. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, part of the whole perfectionist thing, I think. that I Actually, this is the part I don't mind. I have a whole routine that I do every morning on mon- Monday through Friday that I enjoy and is completely me time. Did you want me to talk about that? Real yeah, quick? go ahead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, it's kind of I'm ins- curious. It's kind of insane. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that it starts at 4.30 is, art. you got me at insane already, but just please elaborate it for so all of us that are like there's no way i'd get up at 4 30 what do you do at 4 30 in the morning so this is why if you're following instagram all of a sudden like i don't know what time it is in the mainland all of a sudden like wow she's freaking freaking early because we're behind you guys yeah but i I post at like whatever what time when i wake up but so anyways i wake up at 4 30 i meditate for an hour then i run for three miles then i get my kids ready then (laughs) so i have to run three miles every day monday through friday (laughs) Just I don't for you. Well, only because, only because as a surfer, when the waves pound at you, mm-hmm. you have to be able to have really good cardio. So for me, it's it's not any. The only reason I surf, I mean, I run for three miles, is because I I don't want to die when I surf. Good reasons, <laughs> exactly. So that's my me time, and then I surf whenever I can, and I journal at night. Yes, I'm so with you about the meditating and the journal. Like, those two things really help me a lot. No, I, I like, I have journal. It's awesome. I sit and I journal. I write everything out. So, I get, yeah. so what I do is at night, my routine is I'll look at my journal because it's on my laptop. I look at what oh, my, right. right? So, I look at, okay, today, I was like, so tonight I'm going to look at what it, what is whatever tonight's date is. Before I journal about tonight, I'm going to read what I wrote a year ago and the year before that. And oh, then, nice. and then I'm like, holy shit, I was fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, me too. When I look at my journal, I actually have to do journaling in a, I need a pen and actually like a, um, like a written journal. I have journals all over this house of my life. Yeah. So I don't actually go back and look at them too much. Um, but I like, yeah, when the times that I have, I like, I'm like, oh geez, what was I thinking? <laughs> Which just shows me that we're always growing. We're always, always growing and progressing. Because I think what would be the worst thing is if you look back, whatever, two years ago or one year ago, and you were like, God, I was so good then, and now I'm a jerk. You know, so it's like, it's like good to go <laughs> back and be like, yeah, be like, oh, like, I've learned. I'm not that person anymore. Um, so so I, your I, me time? Okay, so my me time um, is just basically that um, I just like, I like on, 
It's weird. I like time with no structure. Like, I'm such a structured person in the week. Get to school at this time. Get done at this time. Do this. Make dinner. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. Actually, my me time. I mean, other than because we already covered it. Like, I really do like meditating as well and journaling. And I do that a lot. Is like, um, I just like to have, like, some time where it's like there's nothing expected of me. I might do the dumbest shit. I won't watch TV during that. That is not me time for me. That is an escape. Like, I watch really dumb TV shows to escape from what's going on. But, like, me time to myself is, like, I don't know, maybe I'll, like, think about, like, what, like, what kind of raw foods could I get in this house? Or, you know, just, like, some random, like, maybe I'll think about redoing the curtains in my room or painting the outside. Like, time to have my thoughts that just come naturally versus, like, the time that during the work day where you're, like, oh, now I got to get to this next thing and do this next thing. So, a long time ago, like, when I was, when I had my daughter and she was, like, an infant, um, some other mom, we were like sitting at the park. I guess she wasn't in because we were at a park. So she was like a toddler. We we're sitting at the park and the kids were actually like engaged, but they were pretty young. So we just sat there and she looked at me and she goes, this is the first time I've had like time to just sit here. And I was like, me too. It's so weird. And she's like, I just crave time to just like stare at a wall or something. Like just like have nothing to do. And I was like, yeah, like that's kind of what my me time, my me time is too. I mean, there's a ton of shit I could do with it. Like I like to run, work out, like blah, blah, blah. Like, all those things. But just the moment of, like, you're, like, nothing's expected me right now. Like, I could do whatever to fill this time. That's a youth for that's, sure. That's for me, my, my thing. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have that, but I still have expectations of me, <laughs> which is my routine. Well, that's the thing. I guess my me time is, like, letting go of those expectations. Like, actually having time where you're, like, sure. I don't know what this next. It could be really short. Like, maybe this next 20 minutes you know, yeah. or this next hour or this whole day, like, where will I let this day take me versus like, I, I got to do this and this and this. Like, I think my biggest me time is like, Oh, like now I just think for myself. I mm-hmm. don't feel like I think, I don't think I, a lot of people don't get to think for themselves as much as they want to because of the demands on them, like jobs, the relationships, whatever, you know, <laughs> exactly. like, so when you have that empty space, I'm like, I love the, empty I love that. Empty I love space. the blank space. Like as a, it. as a writer, it's like, give me a blank page and I'll write something like that's what I like for my me time. That's that makes it. sense. Like for me to create. Yeah. No, I mean, and it can be whatever. Maybe I'll run three miles too. Probably not. But I <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. I mean, if I want to do it, I could try. It's a thing. I just love it so much. I love running when the moon is still out. Yeah. The mount, I love seeing the moon in the morning. Yeah, too. it's crazy. Because, Not because I'm running, though. <laughs> because in my neighborhood, even though the moon's still out, it's pretty safe. Knock on wood. But the lights are still on. So in, in this parking lot, so I just run the parking lot, and there's a group of us that usually are meeting there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's safe. So I'm not one of those reckless runners at night. But anyway, and the moon's out, and the stars are out, and I can watch the sunrise. And so that's for me. That's what I think. Thank you for bringing this up. Part of the reason I run is I love watching the sunrise. Oh, God. And, I and get, I've watched the sunrise like two times in my life. <laughs> and I get to, when I run, I get to watch the sunrise. And it's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. <clears throat> so anyway, so that's the me time. That's the M. That's and it. So that is our BDSM. That's our BDSM episode. Okay, so we're not playing a game tonight. Yes. Um, because of two reasons. One, because we're actually going to a party for the first Cute. time. In, like a real, actual jungle party in how many years? I don't know, but I'm going to take lots of pictures, so watch That's it on what I was Instagram. Say. So the reason we're not playing the game is you know she's going to Instagram the shit out of it, so you'll Fuck see yeah. lots of pictures later. But on that venue, can, this is kind of a little tacky, but can I give like a quick birthday shout out? Yes. Okay, that's it. To our host, Madam M, for the awesome party tonight. I'm so excited. I'm excited. And to my really awesome um, neighbor who's celebrating her birthday, the um, Grand Malaya. I wish her a happy birthday, too. And that's it. 
And look for our amazing pictures that Joe will take later. You know it. So thanks for listening. And uh, do your own BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha. Aloha.